Today on the show, we reflect on past failures, heal our wounds, and rescue a princess. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes of our favorite video games. I'm Jaden. And I'm Kevin. And today we are talking about episode four of Kenobi, a Star Wars story. Although I don't think I call it a Star Wars story, but it is a Star Wars story. And we're excited to talk to you about it today. Yeah, this one is nowhere near as long as the last one. So, yeah, that's kind of nice. Uh, yeah, yeah I, honestly, the last one felt super long. And was totally a grind, but this one, this one, a lot of uh, stuff happens in this one, but it is nowhere near as meaty as the last one. Yeah, which a lot of good stuff in that last one, but it, it was it was a while. It took us a while to get all of our thoughts down on paper, and, and the stuff that got cut from the episode when it got released uh, from our side was was a lot, but it was also I think it was I think it was necessary. Yeah, I think a lot of it was just us like being super excited, repeating ourselves. <laughs> exactly so you know it's it's nice for us to be able to to refocus regroup with this episode and we're gonna we're gonna uh carry on business as usual we're gonna recap the episode for you guys and then we will give our thoughts and our opinions and our predictions because we are almost done with kenobi there was only six episodes for the show i i do feel i know you and i were talking about it right before we started recording but i do agree with you and your friend that i do feel like Maybe this should have been eight instead of six episodes. Yeah, I feel like one or two more episodes probably would have helped with the pacing, I think, at least a little. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. And it's not me asking for more content, because obviously I want more content. But still. Absolutely. 100%. I do, yeah. I, I, do, I do think it, it's a little short. We, we do have a lot. And that's the nice thing, though, is that we do have a lot more Star Wars content that is coming down the pipeline from yes. Lucasfilm. Because they announced a bunch during Star Wars uh, Celebration, which is that's fantastic you know always more star wars content is never a bad thing all right so we're gonna jump in the episode but before we do that we gotta do some housekeeping uh we love to hear from our listeners so please feel free to email us at podcast at loreparty.com with your thoughts and some episode ideas we're planning on doing a lot more star wars content so we would love to hear your thoughts and ideas on anything you want to hear about the star wars universe our teams also stream weekly on twitch so please be sure to follow us on twitch.tv slash lore underscore party and of course, you can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. All right, now that that stuff's out of the way, we got to do a quick word from our sponsor, and then we will jump into this amazing episode of Kenobi. Okay, now that we've wrapped that up, let's get into the episode. We open with Kenobi, who is barely clinging to life after his initial confrontation with Darth Vader. You know, he's coming in and out of consciousness. He's seems a little woozy. They're trying to get him on a ship to get him out of there. And this whole time, we have no idea where Leia is. She's nowhere to be found. And it is really reminiscent of when Vader was burned and he was coming in and out of it at first. And he was like, what's yeah. going on? That It was a very great parallel. They did a really good job of it. And, uh, of course, he's freaking out. He doesn't know what the hell yeah. is going on. He's, it's been, I think it's been a while. It's been a couple days or something. They finally get him on a ship and they get him to uh, the planet Jabim where they get him into a back to tank. And we actually get a really cool sequence where like Obi-Wan's floating in his back to tank, Vader's floating in his back to tank. 
and they're like it's almost like they're sensing each other's pain through the force you know one of them is enjoying the pain whereas the other one's you know just suffering vader seems to be like enjoy it yeah this is really cool i found this episode to have a kind of a theme but also the series kind of has a theme like uh the yin and yang kind of situation so you have Obi-Wan, who's the light side user, and we have Darth Vader, who's the dark side user. That's kind of obvious in Star Wars. But this, the way it's shot is just, they do a lot of back and forth between the two of them experiencing almost similar yep. things. And it just, it's, it's really cool to see how each one reacts to it. And then also how similar the, the things that they go through are. But, um... There's just a lot of little subtle hints at this as well and like little tidbits and stuff um, from, you know, coloring. Even there's the, the way cinematically the coloring is used in this episode. We'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, yeah, we'll keep going. I will say, though, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. I felt like this would have been the perfect time to do a Clone Wars flashback. You know, that would have been so cool. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have been asking for it and we just didn't get it in this scene. And I, I feel like that was a wasted opportunity for them. I'd like to see more of Hayden Christensen. You know, what we've seen of him has been very like sparsely utilized. And I think based on the marketing, at least I thought we would get a little bit more of him. You know, there's still a chance that he could, mm-hmm. they could do some of that stuff in the next episode. You know, we don't know, but I feel like as it is, as it stands right now, you know, there's just a little bit of a missed opportunity there. No, I'd agree. While this is all going on, uh, we get a shot of the Fortress Inquisitorius, which I think is such a cool emo name for this base, where the, it's on the planet Nur. Uh, Riva is interrogating Leia. She got him in this you know, little, little cell, and Leia's being her usual defiant self. She's like, you know, he will come for me. And I love it. Riva's just like, you know what? I'm going to employ the classic tactic. I'm just going to lie. And she's like, Obi-Wan is actually dead. No one is coming for you. And she, you know, and it's so funny because, like, I don't think Leia believes her at all. She just has this look of like, mm, no, are you sure? No, this this entire interrogation kind of situation, like, it goes on for a while uh, throughout the episode. We do a lot of back and forth to this, but this entire interrogation situation is uh, Leia's a badass. That's all I'm gonna yep. say. That's kind of what it shows. Is Leia has been a badass since she was ten, probably earlier. So Leia's very much like, I don't know. Are you sure? You think at first that Leia doesn't get it. You think, oh, no, Leia's just a kid. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. You hear that a lot. But, uh, yeah, no. No, that's that's not how that nope. goes. Of course, I will say Leia does think that Obi-Wan is dead. She definitely does believe that. I think I think you can tell she believes that later on in the episode. But after this situation, we cut right to Kenobi. And he is with Tala, and they're speaking to the path's leader, Roken. Yes. They both plead to him to help rescue Leia. And Roken says that he tried to help his Force-sensitive wife one time, but the Inquisitors killed her. He was like, you know, I had a wife, and like, it, it's pretty sad. And you can see Obi-Wan is really, really bummed out about it. He's like, but dude, like, it's just a kid. We, like, it's a ten And we don't even know kid. if like she was a Jedi who like escaped the life, if she was just a random person who happened to know how to use the force. We don't we don't get much backstory on her, which that could be something interesting to explore later. Yeah, we don't get much information about it, just that like Obi-Wan kind of says like you don't understand and then he's like, oh, I don't understand. I had a wife. Like it it's pretty it's pretty sad. Yeah. The whole thing is just like, I don't think Obi-Wan realizes what's been going on outside of Tatooine and it kind of shows. Yeah, he's, he's been very isolated. His, you know, 
which I, I, I... Yeah, it shows with this conversations a lot with other people. Absolutely. And so, after this kind of thing, he pleads and says, look, she's 10, man. Like, it's a 10-year-old child. And so, Roken kind of says, all right, fine. He agrees to help. So now we get to the classic heist planning scene to infiltrate the fortress. Yeah, this is, this is a... It's not Star Wars without a classic. Everyone gathers around a table to discuss the plan. Yeah, it, it's very fun. To see and you know I never get tired of it. Wars. I really like, like it when they're like, "All right, let's yeah, pull up, let's pull it up on the big board." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Survey says <laughs> death table scene. <laughs> so Tala agrees to use her cover as an officer to sneak onto the base, and of course everybody's like, "Do you still have clearance?" And she's like, uh, "We'll find <laughs> we'll out." We'll find so, out. Like, we like, don't know if this is. Yeah. That's a big fucking gamble. <laughs> yeah, dude, this plan could backfire, fail so easily like on the first step so which i love that because like this is not the rebellion you know this is years before the yeah. rebellion's even a thing these are just like some people who were trying to be helpful yeah this is kind of really cool because these people are a group of people that i would just assume are some of the beginnings of the rebellion like these oh, people absolutely. are definitely like the starting group because they're they're arguing too about like how are we going to get into this fortress? They don't they see they're like it's on this moon in Mustafar system, and I'm like oh shit, you have so so now we know this is a water moon that has a building on it that looks very reminiscent in architecture to Vader's castle. Yes, and they don't know how deep the water goes. They they said they they can't find out how deep the water goes. They don't know if it hits the bottom. They don't you know they don't know what's down there. Nobody's been able to get in there. And so that's why they're like, we don't know if we could even get in. They even have that great line where it's like, where's the shield generators? And they're like, there isn't one. No one would be dumb enough to attack it. Like that's exactly, that's a cool touch. Cause that's classic Imperial arrogance. Like that's, ah, I love it. Now there's another thing right here that I don't know if you guys realize this, but since it's that yin and yang kind of situation, the extremes, it's both in the Mustafar system. We have Vader's castle on this giant, lava rock that's like kind of an extreme and then we also have the moon in the mustafar system that is this giant water moon so there are these extremes these kind of yin and yangs if you will it's kind of and uh it's really cool to see these like super extreme differences and you know even the coloring like the moon is blue you know, we have red. I also love the idea of like the Inquisitors. If you, if Vader thinks of them as like petulant children, so we put them on their own moon so they're away from him. Yeah, <laughs> they're still within arm's reach. Like there's a quick shuttle hop away, but still he's like, I don't want these fucking kids anywhere near me. <laughs> they're annoying as shit. <laughs> well, remember they all have aspirations, and I don't think a Sith would want to have somebody with high aspirations like that around. That's true. So now we are en route where Ben practices kind of using the force he's kind of like eh, flexing his muscles he's yeah. trying to move um i think it was like a bolt or something and i'm just gonna say he's shit at it he's like really not good at he it. he is shit but he's better than when he had to rescue leia it doesn't hurt him as much it seems like yeah that's the thing like his connection to the force was almost painful and i think because when he tapped into the force prior it 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 was sad and I think that sadness manifested into pain. His his relationship with the Force is clearly damaged. Uh, it, it's you know a Jedi is supposed to have is supposed to be at peace, and I don't think mm-hmm. Obi Wan is at peace. I think there is I think to borrow a no. phrase from Obi Wan, I think there is a great conflict inside of him stemming from his fa- his failure in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, absolutely. I mean, think about think about what Yoda said: pain and sadness. You know, sadness leads to pain. Pain leads to sorrow. You know what I mean? Like he's he's kind of if you think about it. 
he's overwhelmed with grief and sadness, and that kind of could lead to the dark side. That's so true. Just throwing that out there, yeah. I don't think he would do that. Uh, but that'd be it. I think I don't. That'd that, be wild. That would be an amazing what if. Uh, what if comic? Yeah. I I'd love to see a a uh, a Star Wars what if. That would be very cool if they that ever got really around cool. to doing that. I don't think he would do it though because I think his grief is so much that it he just he just can't get out of it like he's straight depression <laughs> um yeah but one little fun tidbit about this is tala clearly knows a lot more about the force than you would think i mean obviously she's been helping move force sensitive people and stuff but she clearly understands a little bit of teachings of the force maybe she's learned it from the jedi she's saved and helped and stuff but she kind of talks to him about that and is like hey are you okay and like starts talking about like Leia and like the force and like it you know just basically kind of consoling him being like hey bro like it's gonna be good it, you're gonna be okay yeah which which is which was good to see someone actually like uh trying trying to get him back up on his feet you know the the thing you gotta remember about this is like the way ben feels is not the he's not the jedi that everyone remembers like Ob- obi-wan kenobi is a very famous general you know he's one of the heroes of the clone wars and so it, it probably uh, Tala probably feels really bad seeing him like this, you know, like this is, this is the guy that was like the guy, you know, he was the big Jedi yeah. hero. And it's like, and she's, she's like, come, you know, it's like that. It's like that meme of the guy poking with the stick. Like, come on, be a Jedi. Yeah. I, he is also called general multiple times in this episode. Yeah. Which I, dude, I love that. I thought that was uh, like, like, you know, uh, there was there's an old Legends comic that I I I always loved where a clone trooper like meets Luke Skywalker, and always refers to him as General even though he's not you know he's just a commander and he's like sorry That's but cool. all Jedi are known as generals in my in my day and I was like I That's I cool. love that that some people still think of them as Jedi you know as Jedi think of the Jedi as generals like I love that idea that you know just because the fight is over they still believe in them. That's cool. Now we get to a great interrogation scene with. Uh, Leia and Reva. I I I love this because this whole like this this whole time Leia just runs circles around Reva like this entire episode, and I I don't think the actress who plays Leia gets enough credit. That kid is going places. She's so good, amazing. It's just straight amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Like like she pulls out every like like real life interrogation technique that she possibly can on Leia, and Leia's just like nah, like yeah I I'm not telling you anything. If I knew anything, I would tell you, but I I, I but I I don't know anything. I know nothing. Which is so, which is so good. Meanwhile, uh, Tala takes her shuttle and lands. She's in her full, you know, imperial uniform. Starts strutting through uh, the the fortress Inquisitorius. I love saying that name. That name sounds way cooler than it deserves. Like that's such a badass structure. And I, I actually really love the sequence when she she gets to like an imperial checkpoint and like manages to bluff her way through. And I just love. Because it gives us such a good insight into what the Empire is as a structure. They are just oh, yeah. power-grabbing, like, morons. Like, they're just like... It's sad, in my opinion. Like, they're just shit. They don't understand... It's like they have structure and they care about structure, but the structure isn't really there because it could just break on, like, just well, a flick. It's so great, too, because it's like... it's like who, it, it, I jokingly said to my friend when I was watching, I was like, they're just trying to out-arrogance each other. Yeah, like yeah. you don't like the the uh, like they scan because they scan Tala's ID and he's like you don't have clearance for this sector and she's like that's sir to you peasant and he's like oh of course it's just something like like whoever's the more dickish wins in the empire it seems like whoever's a bigger meanie 
It, to me, it just seems weird, though, because, like, I I don't know. It, it, it's too easy to infiltrate because if people don't understand, you know what I mean? Like, she easily did that. There was no real, I don't know, Challenge. military, like... Yeah, but no, there was just, like, no real protocol. Like, everything was just kind of shit. Oh, well, shitty. no, they followed the protocol. Like, it's just that she was able to be like, like, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I'm an Imperial yeah. officer. You will address me as such. And I was just like, I, I love that she shit. She said, like, will you go to the, should I contact the Grand Inquisitor? And should I, and it's like, yeah, ah. they're, they're so afraid of rocking the boat. They're like, ah, whatever. I'm not getting paid enough for this. Get it. Just go. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. See, I just feel like that's just a broken system. Like, how the fuck did that, like, last not only 10 years, but another fucking 10 years. Like, how the hell did this, like, I don't know. I just think it's it's too easy. It's too goofy. Well, no, it just shows the breakdown of the, like, imperial doctrine versus, yeah. versus the, the fear old, system. The, the Republic, yeah. The, the, a system of fear, the Tarkin doctrine, as it was called in Legends, doesn't work in practice. Because all anyone has to do is, is pull the fucking Draco Malfoy. I'm going to tell my father. And they're like, oh, shit. Okay, I, I go do whatever you want. Like, anyone can pretend like they're doing something on the orders of, of some higher power, and then no one, no one checks up on them because they're afraid of getting their necks fucking snapped. So uh, after this scene, you know, Tala pulls out her little, her little comm link and is like, all right, I'm in. I'm going to... She sits down at a computer console and starts, you know, uh, opening security doors for Obi-Wan, who we now see uh, is swimming... Uh, up to an access hatch at the bottom of uh, the base, which, you know, he's got his little rebreather on. It's very episode one-y. It's very cool. I liked it a lot. It, as somebody with thalassophobia, I hated it, but oh. it was also really cool. <laughs> so so she opens up a little hatch for him, and he climbs climbs in, uh, kills a stormtrooper, and then, you know, runs out completely dry, which a lot of people were laughing about. But also, it's really hard to make people look wet on camera. That doesn't make them look slimy. So I was like, I'll, I allow it. It's fine. Yeah. People were complaining about that, but I was like, hey, it's fine. So yeah, he's, you know, and he, he does the classic. He pulls the comic, I'm in. I was like, hey. I'm surprised that he didn't uh, take the Stormtrooper outfit, though. I, you like, know, I thought that's where that was leading as well. I really thought that's what he was going to do. I thought, yeah, I thought we were going to go full A New Hope with this. This episode is chock full of A New Hope references, by the way, which we'll, we'll talk about. But like, yeah, they did not do that one, which I was like, oh, man, that would have been kind of fun to see Obi-Wan in Stormtrooper armor. I thought that would have been really cool. Maybe it wasn't his size. I don't know. <laughs> he, he, he took took that guy out and went, medium? God damn it. <laughs> so while this is all happening, uh, Reva decides, you know what? Screw it. The conventional stuff isn't working with this kid. I got to go for the heavy stuff. So she tries to use the same mind probe that she used on Haja in episode two. And it's so funny because it does not work. It doesn't, which is so cool. And again, we talk about calling callbacks from A New Hope. The mind probe does not work on her. Exactly what Vader says. You know, he's like, her, in, in, episode, in A New Hope, he said, her resistance to the mind probe is considerable. We get to see that in action. Because it's like, yeah, it, does, it doesn't work on her. And she even has that great, like, I don't know if it was actually like a dig or if she was genuinely confused because she's 10. But she was like, is this a staring contest? And I was like, that's it either a really so dope good. burn or that's just a really funny one-liner. I thought it was a burn. I thought she was just like, what is this supposed to be? Like, what the hell? Like, I, I thought it was a good burn. I, yeah, either way, I, I was like, well done. That's, that's really funny. So after this sweet, sick burn, yeah. we get a bit of Reva's past. Reva picks up uh, Lalo, the Which, droid. fun fact about that, uh, apparently Carrie Fisher had a bird growing up named Lalo, and that's why they named the droid that. I was like, that is so fun. 
I am going to cry. Why would you do that? I'm sorry, but I was like, I was like, oh, there's like even if you can find a, you can find the picture online. It's like her when she was like a little kid holding this little this little bird. I was like, oh, that's such a good callback. I love that. It's so cute. Well, now you have depressed Kevin in this episode. <laughs> so, uh, after we, well, that's sad. Um, after we see this, Rivas got Lalo, and is kind of fiddling with this droid while we find out a little bit about Reva's past. And Reva's kind of going on and on about what their past was like and just kind of talking to Leia to try to show her that nobody is going to come for her. Like, yeah. It, nobody it, it, came it, for Reva. Nobody's going to come for Leia. It, it, it felt like a venting session more than anything, to be honest. It really did. But it was nice to actually finally get a little bit of backstory. Yeah. So that that was. We still cool. don't like, know yeah, what the hell happened, and I'm sure we'll. That's probably going to be next episode. We'll probably find out. Like. Yeah. What we'll probably get to see it. You know, my money's still on her being one of the kids that like ran away at the very beginning, like the 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 intro. Yeah. So now we'll cut and we go to Tala, who is sitting at a security desk and is guiding Ben around the station as he's avoiding you know secret droids and other officers and stormtroopers walking around and a ranking officer then kind of finds Tala and is kind of catches her yeah, and he's like, forced he's like, to kill him. You're so not, you're not it's cleared for this level. And she's like, Oh yeah, well I have a retort murder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Hey, guess what? That's how the empire works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what's cool is, so she's in this room and it's a security room and she's using this like walkie talkie kind of like little hand thing. And she gets loud and another person kind of looks at her and she's like, ha 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 ha, which again, these people are terrible spies. Yeah. They are just so bad, dude. Everybody's so bad at being a spy. Um, but she kills the guy and then goes back to the station, which no one, she kills him quiet. Like no one hears it. That's so funny. Yeah, man. She like, you know, chokes him out and stuff. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty badass. Um, but what I thought was really funny was if you look all the buttons and stuff, on all the consoles, even in, later in this episode, nothing has any identification of what the fuck it is. It's just <laughs> random lit up buttons. That is that is Star and Wars. And I'm like, how do you know? How do you know what to press? At least in the prequels, we knew we could see kind of some stuff. We could see them written in Arabesh, yeah. But I mean, this is this is yeah. They're sticking to the set design from from the New Hope era, man. They're they're doubling down on Which, that shit. Hey, good for them. Know, power to them. Yeah. So then we get another call out. Speaking of a new hope, we get another call out to New Hope uh, as Ben uses the Force to lure stormtroopers away. Yeah, that was a really cool sequence, and uh, like some some of the shots were like a New Hope is so good. Like like the comlink laying on the table there looked very similar yeah. to the shot in a New Hope. Yep. And then Ben using yep. the Force to like tap a tap a hallway, so the stormtroopers like, what was that? It was cool. It was really cool. I I really like that because like I I love it. Like uh, you can see Ben slash Obi Wan like. Honestly, you can see Ben kind of turning back into Obi-Wan throughout this episode. Like he's he's getting more familiar with using the force. Like he's not he's not being Ben, he's being Obi-Wan, which I love seeing that kind of come back to him slowly, like learning how to use the force as as an ally rather than a burden that it has been. Yeah, it's really nice to see him kind of um emerge again. Like yeah. I, it's almost like he was in a metamorphosis on Tatooine and now he's kind of reemerging, but as a more wise and more structured Obi-Wan. Yeah, I, w I, would, I, w I could definitely agree with that. But, you know, who's not evolving is Reva. She's devolving. She's going, she's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm done with you. 
uh, I'm, you know, you need to tell me right now, or I'm going to start, I'm going to go to, to plan torture. And Leia's like, okay, fine. I'll tell you, I, you know, I don't want any trouble. I just want to go home. And he's like, all right, finally, we're getting somewhere. And she goes, but I'm only going to talk to my dad. And Reva's like, which I don't, I don't understand that. Like Reva gets pissed about that part. Because obviously she would tell her dad, like, it's obviously like a ploy to be like. So yeah, I think to get it out in the open. Because you know, like if if if, yeah. if 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 Bale finds out that that Reeve is the one that did this whole thing, you know she's done. Like the the Imperial Senate doesn't have the same power that the Republic Senate had, but it still has some influence. Like you know you still need the governors to control the population of these planets. The gov the the Empire still hasn't maintained like like absolute control over the galaxy yet. And yeah. Alderaan's a very wealthy core world, so this could really blow up in her face. So she's like, "No, nah, you know what? Screw it. I'm just skipping right to torture. Let's get get over here. You're you're done." And and it's like, "Wow, this is nuts." I I was like, "Okay, all right." And we cut back to Kenobi. Kenobi's like, he's getting closer and closer, and he he finally is like, "Okay." Tala goes, "This is the secure area, so this is definitely where they're at." And he opens a set of doors, and he says probably the coolest line of the entire episode. He goes. This isn't a fortress, it's a tomb. And we see this hallway filled with frozen corpses of Jedi Knights and Jedi Padawans. I will say this, I don't know, we'll talk about this later, but I don't know if they're actually corpses. You, I don't know you did, if... You did say that, you were like, I have a theory, and I, I, don't, I don't necessarily hate the theory. We'll talk about the theory here at the end, but... Yes. Just, there, let's just say it looks like, you know, in Jurassic Park, if anybody's ever seen that, hopefully you've seen that. Great movie. If you haven't, go see it. <laughs> it's, they have a, a mosquito in amber. They, they do look like they're encased in amber. Yeah, that's what this whole thing. And the thing is, their eyes are open, and they look like they're almost like in mid-speech like you know speech or scream or what have you. Yeah. So it's kind of like... Yeah, if they were... If they were I, I, yeah. I get what you're saying, because like if they were dead, their mouths would be closed or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So uh, who knows? Maybe they maybe these were Jedi who they captured alive and then froze. That could be. We'll get to that possibility. We'll get you to know? it. We'll, yeah. we'll get to it towards the end. Yeah, I have a, I have a lot of things to talk about this. Exactly. Time. Well, uh, one of the I, I feel like we do need to mention this, though. One of the Jedi that he sees frozen, uh, you know, I keep saying, like, hey, we want Clone Wars stuff. Well, we got some Clone Wars stuff. Um, we got Jedi Knight Terra Sidube. He was uh, this this old man Jedi. He's uh, actually. He's even in the High Republic stuff. He's about, you know, he was, he, he'd been teaching for the Jedi for like 200 years. He's one of the Jedi that you see frozen, you know, dead, frozen, whatever you want to call it, uh, among the corpses. And I, I was like, oh, man, that's the guy who saved Ahsoka and helped her regain her lightsaber in an episode of Clone Wars. And I thought, like, it's like that's a really cool detail to throw in, you know, this kind of obscure Clone Wars character. They're, they keep doing this. They keep giving me little, little teases, little tidbits. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you, Star Wars. <laughs> So while Obi-Wan's walking through this, he can hear, uh, he can hear Leia's scream. Like, he, he can hear her down there, and she calls, he calls Tala and says, hey, I need a distraction. And Tala's like, oh, shit. So she goes and finds an Imperial officer who's lower than her and tells her to go get Reva and stop her from, the, from torture. She's like, hey, she, you know, so to lure her away so that Obi-Wan can rescue her. So then we get this great shot of uh, Reva facing down Tala, and Tala, again, I love seeing the the broken system that is the Empire. Because she's just like, who the hell are you? And he's like, I am an Imperial officer who is trying to, you know, uh, improve my station by catching the rebels. And I, th I think I found them. And Reva's like, nah, I think you're lying. 
But the best part is she can't just outright say it because this is not outside of a char- of the character of these Imperial officers to like be having their own yep. little side mission to try to gain power. Like the Empire craves and preys upon ambitious people. So this makes mm-hmm. total sense for someone like like Tala to actually be not a spy, be a real person who's trying to pull off some shady shit. Well, it's funny because like she even says to Tala, she's like, I know you're lying, but I can't tell if you're lying for them or for me. Yeah. I know you're a liar and a good one, but I just can't tell if it's like, you know, whose side you're lying for. Exactly. It's it's cool. I mean, it really says like, yeah, you're all a bunch of assholes. Like everybody's just an asshole. You're all just power, power, power hungry idiots. I love that. So after this scene, Obi-Wan takes out the guards. A cool stealth scene. It's kind of like, you know, uh, stealthy ninja style. And he, go, he there's two guards in this room because all the lights turn off. So what happened was is he kills Reva the then gets stopped right before, right before Reva's going to really start t- the torture stuff. She gets interrupted and just basically turns the lights out and leaves Leia sitting in this dark room with two guards. Why the lights are out? Well... The power gets killed by Obi-Wan. Yep. So basically he goes in there, kills the lights, goes all stealth ninja, and uses a giant glow stick in the dark because, <laughs> you know, nobody's going to see that. Uh, but he takes out these two guards. He gets Leia out and he tells her, you know, I got you. And, and she's like, I, I was told you were dead. And this is when we know that she did genuinely believe that he was dead. She definitely believed I think, that I think she, part. I, honestly, I still think she, like, she held out hope that he wasn't dead. And I, I don't like, disagree with that. Like her seeing him was like, oh, you know, I was lied to. You know, like I think, I think it, 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 it oh, thank God. Oh. Yeah, like, oh. Oh, thank the force. Oh. So now Obi-Wan and Leia, they're kind of sneaking around trying to hide from droids and hide from other uh, stormtroopers. But they make a mistake because Tala isn't there to tell them where the droids are. So a droid, a secret droid sees them, well, seeks them and sees them. And then starts seeking them out. There's a lot of seeking going on. A lot on. of seeking. And hiding yes. and seeking, you could say. Yeah, hides <laughs> and seeks. So then we cut and Tala is kind of pretending that her defection was the cover. We go back to that conversation where she's just like, I was, I'm, I'm on your side, but I'm undercover. And when the alarm sounds right away, Reva goes to deal with Obi-Wan. And of course... Reva's just like, ugh, like another fucking thing. She's just like, why is everything happening right now? Yep. She's, re- Tala, she's not good at her job, which I kind of love that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, well, I think that part of it is because she is so driven by her emotions, she can't see through them, and there's 100%. Like not that much logic going 100%. on there. 100%. You're absolutely right. So we end up seeing Tala, who's now alone with these two guards, overpower the guards. This woman's a badass. She just kicks everyone's yep. ass. Which, by the way, I think we, I think you and I might have been speculating. Uh, I don't know if it made it into the episode or not, but that that is the same woman who played uh, Illyria Sandsnake in Game of Thrones. Oh yes, it that, is. That, I could never forget her face. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that was like off screen, but we were like, I was like, who is that? But yeah, it was just oh, kind of yeah. cool to watch oh, her like yeah. just take out the guards, and that was a really like it was like you know just hey, all right, where are you guys? We gotta go. Like yeah. shits hit the fan. We gotta go. So then we cut back to Obi Wan, and Tala has now met up with Obi Wan and Leia. And they're fighting through corridors, and they're just trying to escape. We got a hallway scene. We get a hallway scene. Now, I remember texting you saying that these hallways and stuff started kind of looking a little bit familiar. The underwater, you know, um, 
hallways with the glass and all that stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of underwater hallways and, and that kind of shit, but it really, really was reminiscent of the end of uh, Fallen Order. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Cal Kestis coming at you. Well, and I think I, I, you know, I think the Fortress Inquisitorius is in Fallen Order, isn't it? And doesn't doesn't he visit that I'm planet? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, which is which was cool, and I I really like this sequence too because Obi Wan again he seems like he's learning his shit again. Like he's 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 yeah. he's you know he's deflecting blaster bolts. He's he's moving with the same speed that he that he used to be able to move at. It was a really it was really cool to watch him like not really be afraid to be a Jedi. You know, you see him using his lightsaber instead of a blaster. And it's kind of looks like it's more like instinct, yeah, rather than non-instinct, rather than him holding back and being worrisome on even using the lightsaber. Now it's starting. It felt very much more like Episode One, Two, and Three, where he's using his lightsaber in a hallway scene and he's fighting droids. I was worried a droid was about to pop up, to be honest, but because I was like, I don't know if you're fast enough to stop those ones now anymore. Yeah. So now we're still in the corridor scenes. We're still fighting. We have purge troopers, as you told me earlier today. Yeah, which uh, people were complaining that the Purge Troopers didn't look exactly the same. You got to remember, this is five years after we first introduced them in Fallen Order. So, you know, there's, can be, there's upgrades to armor. Like, look at, look at the Clone Wars. Every year they got new armor. So, you know, exactly, get over it. Exactly, exactly. Come on, guys. Technology advances. Every four years, your whatever you have is obsolete. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, if the armor works, though, sometimes for Stormtroopers, why, why ruin a, a bad thing? Maybe yeah, they just make it, it look the same, but it's different material. If it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They put fans in it for them so they can finally cool off. Put the there, Wi-Fi it's in. hot in there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. Surf hey, there That'd you go. There you go. There you go. So we're still in this corridor stuff, and we get to one of those glass corridors. It's it's a little bridge from one section to another. It's very short. It's not too long. And Obi Wan is fighting the blasters off and everything, and they are about to shut the door into this glass tube when one of the blaster hits, deflects, and hits the glass. And all of a sudden it starts breaking. Yep. And I, I love I love the sequence too because it's like he it shows that his powers are coming back in force a little bit because he's able to hold back the water and uh fight off the stormtroopers at the same time. Which is really it's really cool to watch him, you know, uh, just just manage to be able to manage all that because I don't think the, the Obi-Wan from episode one was able to do that. Absolutely you know? not. He's finally able to multitask. Exactly, finally. And the door, so the doors, you know, the, 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 the other stormtroopers at the end, other side try to open the doors. They, they manage to get a couple shots through the corridor. And he gets Leia to run to the other side where uh, Tala is waiting at the doors. And then they manage to get the doors closed just in time for Obi-Wan to jump through. And he gets, you know, is able to escape. Which, I, you know, I was like, that's, that's, that's a pretty fun sequence. People were complaining about it online. I thought it was fun. It was pretty cool. I mean, as soon as he lets go of the force, if you will, it's just all hell breaks loose. and he gets through the door uh, just in the nick of time, of yeah. course, you know, and movies and stuff like that. But it was cool because he held off a lot of stuff at once. And it was also cool because when the door closed, you see all the stormtroopers just dead. Yeah, they just drowned, <laughs> which was like, uh, that was, that was kind of creepy. It was kind of spooky. It was a little bit spooky. Uh, such a, uh, I love seeing casual stormtrooper death. It's, it's really cool. It was a really cool sequence. So Tala goes, hey, here, put on this jacket, and they put Leia in the jacket while Obi-Wan's wearing it, and then they kind of do a, you know, a little, like, they try to sneak past the guards to get back onto the ship. It was hilarious. It was really funny. Someone said it looked like uh, the Austin Power scene in Goldmember when Mini-Me's, like, carrying Austin through the ship. And I was like, you're not wrong. It reminded me of the Little Rascals. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's what it reminded me of. I lo- I'm I'm old school. It really reminded me of Little Rascals. I mean, I think both work in that in that sense. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And they're they're almost scot free. They they almost get away, and then Riva shows up and just uh, just you know catches them outside, and they're surrounded by troopers. Everyone, 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 and just as they're about to fight. So Riva and Obi-Wan kind of looked like they were about to square off. They, so I they was... keep teasing it. And I, I think it's so yeah. funny. Cause like, you remember like in Riva's head, like this is the battle she's been waiting for. And it keeps getting ripped out of her fucking hands. Yeah. It's great. It's so, but here's the thing. Is it really her battle to have? Like, no, it's not. Her well, in her life? head, it is in her head. Like this is what she's been training her whole life for. Yep. 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 And so right before this happens, two ships show up. And they are there to rescue, of course, you know who? Ben Kenobi. Yeah. And, and, and dude, there's, company. <laughs> there's snow speeders. I was so excited. Like, because early on in the episode, he's like, hey, what about those T-47s over there? And I was like, oh, those are the snow speeders. And then they showed up. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Because, yeah, that was really cool. Because they were like, oh, it's only for, you know, these things are only made for hauling cargo, which, yeah, that's what they were for. The, the rebels are just so good at making useless junk into weapons because that's what they do. Well, guess what? These ones have weapons. Yep. And they start shooting at everybody. So one of them stays and keeps shooting while Obi-Wan and everybody gets in the other one. And just as everybody's starting to leave, the one guy says, oh, I could stay a little bit. Keep going. I'll hold them back. Yep. <sighs> Famous last words, because guess what? He fucking dies. Yeah, she pi- <laughs> uh, Rita picks up a, uh, was it like a barrel and throws it at it was like ship. a weapons cache or something like that. Yeah. yeah. She like picks it up with the force. And then throws it at it. Because Fifth Brother runs out as they're starting to leave. Fifth Brother runs out and is like, oh my god, like stop them. Like, what the hell? And so she throws the cash or whatever, the barrel, at the other ship. And, and he's like, I'll be right behind you. And then boom, blows up. And he dies. And the, uh, the pilot's obviously sad. The other one, she's, she's bummed out. But they, they book it. And then uh, everybody kind of just looks at Reva outside. They're kind of just like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, you, you suck. You loser. They're, they're like, you're about to fucking, Vader's, Vader's going to have a field day with you. They look at her and they're like, oh shit, you did. So now we're on the little baby ship that everybody got on. And now they enter a giant ship. I'd say giant, bigger than it was before. And everybody gets out and they're kind of walking through the cargo bay. Roken looks really happy. And then they realize yes. that that uh, poor Wade didn't make it. Yeah. So in the scene where they're all on the table talking, they say one of the one of the arguments was that they're not soldiers. Well, so now we have Tala and she comes in there and she looks at them and says, "Well, guess you guys are all soldiers after all." Yeah. Which is just oof. That is that's a quote, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh because the look on all their faces was just disappointment, but they never imagined they'd That's have to fight. Actively resisting yeah. was what they all was all that they wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I was watching it and I I really did feel the pain of like it's just a group of people that are just trying to help smuggle people. Like they're not, they really are not soldiers. No. So for this to happen to them, it's it's like they really lost somebody that that, that loss is not something that they naturally. Uh, I don't want to say naturally, but they normally experience. Yeah, I mean, people getting people getting captured and disappearing is probably normal for them. But to, like, watch someone actively give their life in combat is probably something that they didn't ever expect to actually have to witness or experience. And you know, it, it so it takes a toll on them. And we do get a really nice moment, you know, where everybody's sitting on the ship, and it finally feels like 
it, it kind of felt like the end of the series, to be honest, because they're all sitting there like they're and Leia and Obi-Wan have like this nice tender moment where she finally, you know, she holds his hand and it seems like she finally feels safe for the first time. And it was, it was a really sweet moment, which uh, uh, gets paralleled by the absolutely horrible time that Reva is having back on Nur, because Vader walks in and just starts force choking the ever living hell out of her and screaming at her like, you were, you were warned of failure. He actually screamed, which I think that is like one of the, one of the first times we really on camera aside from like i know episode one he screams kind of where he's like find them now but it's like more like barking orders yeah this was rage this yeah this was vader suit cyborg rage yeah and it was it was it was fantastic you know and fifth brother has his fucking shit eating grin i was like all right yes you know, all right, I get, to, you know, uh, finally this annoying person is going to go away, go sleepy time for a long time, get her own little amber, amber cell. Well, what's cool is that fifth brother, he looks kind of pleased at Reva's failure, but he can't, he kind of catches himself and can't look too pleased because if he does. Yeah, Vader will think that he let him go on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Va- he doesn't want to show too much happiness about the failure in front of Vader. Yeah, because that could that could get him killed. Exactly. Oh, I love I love I love the infighting of the Inquisitors. It's so good. It's so dumb. Like work together, people. Come on, you're on the same team. I know, right? They would be great if they worked together. Like they would be totally like unstoppable. Yeah, but they're they're idiots, so they're, that's not gonna happen. Um, and and uh, right before Reva's about to die, she's like, "No, hey, hey, I've got a tracker." And Vader's like, "How do you know that she still has the tracker on her?" And Reva's like, trust me, it's there. And we we pan down, back on the ship, we pan down, and we see Lola reactivate, and her and the little droid's eyes are glowing bright red. And that's the end of the episode. We, and I was like, oh man, that's a, that's, a, that's a good way to end it. But but again- Oh, it was like, a great way to end it. That, that evil ending, droid is evil. Yeah, exactly. But that ending, but I was like, yep, well, there's the nail in the coffin for- uh, for us to get uh, Clone Wars flashback, I feel like we're not gonna have time in the next episode because it's they're gonna they're gonna hit the ground running. But that's okay because we got because we're gonna have I think I think we're gonna get a nice big big old Vader fight coming up. Yeah. So what we're gonna do here is we're gonna take a quick ad break and we are gonna be right back. Okay. So we're back. So that's the episode. That's episode four. A lot shorter than the other one. Not as much happens. We have a little quick rescue mission. That's kind of what it is. And I thought it went pretty well. I, I thought it was fantastic. Was said princess rescued? Said princess was indeed rescued. Well, saved, not rescued. Because we, we still don't know what's going to happen in the, next, in the next episode. True. I thought this episode was pretty good. I thought it was, I thought it was great. Uh, a lot of people... I, I, I think I want to get to my what I liked about it, and then we'll talk about what, what I didn't like about it. I think that the set pieces were really, really fun. I think that the the base was the scary fortress that it should have been. You know, I I loved I loved the idea of ha- of them having all the Jedi as trophies. I love that idea. I think that's such a cool, you know, scary sequence because we see in uh, our earlier episode we see like lightsabers in the Inquisitors like meeting area. And like, you know, like trinkets and trophies that they've captured from the Jedi. And I love that. I think that's so cool. Uh, and so it's really cool to see like the actual like corpses there, which, you know, uh, if I'm if I could speculate for a second, um, 
they might be using these these like you know the, the corpses because uh, they're you know they're still powerful in the force even if they're dead so the sith might be using them to like enhance their force powers we see that in some of the legend stuff before too like uh things that are associated with the force tend to still maintain some force you know uh, abilities uh, within them like essences i have my own theory about this that ties to that yeah so like it might be you know that might be what we're looking at is like that's this might be like a like a force essence situation where like they're using it to power them, not only themselves but their you know uh, uh their connection to the dark side you know and and you know what you might even be like you mentioned like these guys might not be dead you might be half right they might be dead but they like died in a moment of like pain or fear and like their throat you know like that 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 image because there's that little boy that little youngling who's like he's it looks like he's scared when he got killed you know like maybe they yeah maybe they flash froze him in that moment and they're like using that to like torture him for all eternity to like give themselves more like a boost in power so here's why i i, I think it's weird though yeah is i don't think they're dead and here's why that youngling really is what kind of made me think they weren't dead is because the pose that youngling was in wasn't a corpse pose it looks like he's running it was yeah it was like a shot in the moment and so i don't unless they posed the corpse that way and were like yeah look at this haha like taxidermy it doesn't make sense i don't think they're dead i think those people are like kind of like frozen and carbonite. You but mentioned it earlier this... to me because I was trying to I was trying to figure out the best way to describe it. I think it's like a force well, and I think yeah, those people are stuck in the force in a moment of fear, like they were in a in the tank, and maybe Vader was there or something like that, and they were scared, and then flash frozen or whatever in in amber. They've been tortured, and I think that they're stuck there, and that is causing this force well. And, and, and here's the other thing. It's in the Mustafar system. I don't think something like that would be safe to put in Vader's castle only because if something happens, by any means, if something happens, all these Force users get released. Let the fucking, you know, Inquisitors deal with that shit. I don't want to deal with that crap. He can still gain power from the well because guess what it's on a moon in the mustafar system and it's in a building that's shaped like a tower and what is the tower pointing to maybe it's pointing to his tower could that you you know that's that's actually a really good idea like maybe maybe he's using maybe he's siphoning their force essence from afar and you know this facility is is isolated so that you know if there's any betrayal they can just you know send it to the bottom of the ocean very quickly boom Bada bing. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what I think is going that's on. Not, that's not, that's, it's a very interesting idea. I like that a lot, actually. And to piggyback off of that a little bit, you know, I, I kind of, I, I feel like we, I, this episode felt, I wish we had had more time on that sequence. I don't, getting to my criticism a little bit, like I, this episode felt rushed and I felt the series itself has felt a little rushed so far. Like I felt like we could have had like, the beginning, the first episode, you know, is a little slow, but like in a good way, you know, it's like methodical plodding along and like revealing stuff as time went. But th- this episode like this, it, it made me ask so many more questions and I wish we had answers for them. And I feel like we didn't get those yet. And I, I, uh, I, I think even uh, it makes me hopeful for like more questions. And I think you even, uh, Kevin, if, if you want to reveal the thing you just found out, like, like literally an article came out as we're recording this and we got the notification. Yeah, so an article came out saying that Reva might end up getting a spinoff. Uh, it's possibly in the works. And then, supposedly, Obi-Wan's been doing so well, they might be doing a season two. 
Which would make sense if, like, why why we feel like there's a lot not answered. Yeah. But also, I don't know. I feel like maybe this would be better off as a limited series instead of a continuation series. Look, I think... first. So let me get into my positives for the episode. Yeah, of course. I think color-wise, everything was good. I liked the yin-yang thing. I thought as a rescue mission, the hallway sequence when they're running through the hallway, the shots were done really well. It felt like a chase sequence. I loved the little subtle callbacks. I thought all that stuff was great. Costuming was brilliant. The water stuff, as somebody who that kind of freaks out, I loved it. I still (laughs) thought it was really cool. I overall thought the episode was a tad slow-paced. However, I think I may believe that to be the case because the last two episodes, especially the last episode, was so much faster-paced. So... I, I, I don't think it may have been the episode per se. I think it's I have now been ramped up in the last couple episodes. And then this one was kind of a little bit slower. There weren't, you know, any real crazy lightsaber battles. It's not it, that's kind of why I think it feels slow. I don't think it necessarily is slow. I think it just felt slow. Due I get to that. What we've already yeah. been given. That makes sense. I thought the tomb situation was really cool. Yeah, I loved that. It means that some of these characters from Clone Wars. They are still out there, even if they're in amber. They're still out there. So I thought that was really cool. Maybe we'll get some more people. It, it, it made me think about the beginning of the Resistance and seeing those things on the screen for live action. It made me excited for that. I think this episode made me excited for other stories and other things to like, show Like Andor up. coming up later? Yeah, like it, just, it just made me really think about the potential for the rest of, you know, Star Wars. Yeah, which we're, I, I think we're going to be very happy having stuff to talk about for many, many days to come. Oh, yeah. Now, some of the things I didn't like uh, were the pacing. <laughs> I think the way the episodes have been mapped out, I think maybe that whole Vader fight in the last episode should not have happened for story pace-wise. I think it would have been better if he didn't fight Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan escaped and ran away and because of his fear and him letting you know his fear take a hold of him that's the reason why leia gets captured rather than he gets the shit kicked out of him by vader i i I think it would have made that last episode a little bit subtly more about how obi-wan is more of a failure because he like it's kind of like a wake-up call yeah and that's why he has to go save her rather than i got my shit rocked I got to prove to you guys that I'm not the little, you know, I don't know. That's how I feel. I think the reason that they they went with the fight is because it was like he either has to fight an Inquisitor or fight Vader. And I think they were worried the audience wasn't going to accept Obi-Wan losing to an Inquisitor. I I really think that's what it was. Because I honestly, that would show he's even more weak than, you know, yeah. would have really put it out there for us. So I I, I don't know. But I think they were like, no, there's no way. Because like, because they they even talk about it like in, in some of the extended material, like, uh, uh rebels and some of the comics it's like the inquisitors like they look scary but they're really only good at fighting padawans you know they're not much more than sith padawans themselves like they have trouble with knights and there's a reason why there's so many of them there's you know there's there's that big family of them is because like their their tactic is to is to like find a jedi surround him swarm him and that's how they'll kill him because like one because um when the inquisitors fight uh kanan jarrus ahsoka maul and ezra in rebels they fucking run away because there's only two of them mm-hmm. and they suck. 
you know, yeah, uh, one of them yeah. gets, you know, they, they, they just can't handle it. Like, and so I think that's, and so I think, uh, when they were writing the show, they were like, we can't have Obi-Wan lose to one of these guys. We'd like the audience. Just I, I won't guess that makes it. sense. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. But overall, I thought the episode looked really pretty. I didn't really have that many problems with it. I think the pacing thing, I think, I think the way it was paced out was the problem. Yeah, I get that. And yeah, other than that, I thought it was great. I, I do think that, again, everybody's so bad at being a spy here. Like, <laughs> fuck, man. Even having, like, Obi-Wan wearing the officer's hat I thought was really cool. But having that jacket on and then clearly having, like, what There's is a not a tumor? Like, come on. Yeah, like, what, what is that, you know? Uh, it just, how the fuck did you walk out of that facility like that? Come on. It just felt very, like, really? Really? No, I get you. But, I... of course, I'm fine with the goofiness. It's okay. It's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. Exactly. But overall, I really think next episode is going to be crazy. I think we are going to definitely see some more Clone Wars references. And I think they're going to have to leave the path. I think they're going to have to leave at least the, 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 the area that they are located on. And they're going to have to go somewhere else. And I'm trying to figure out. I, I can't, for the life of me, figure out who's going to show up or who, where they're going to go. I think it would be really cool if um, Samuel Jackson showed up in this. It would be really <laughs> dope. I still think he's alive, and I will fight that to this day. Samuel Jackson says he wants to come back. Let the man come back. I mean, listen, I you're not going to hear any guff from me because I would love to see a a, a Boba Fett uh, uh, hunting a crazy Mace Windu movie that was rumored a while ago. That would be so fun. Mace Windu was such a badass, and I think for him to survive, and be a part of the path that would be fucking cool. that that would be cool um i mean i mean we can get into like what we expect from from the wrap-up for the season i mean it's i think it's good that you like you said that they're doing they're possibly doing a season two because i feel like like we haven't seen any clone wars flashbacks we haven't seen any qui-gon Jin. you know the, there's been three episodes yeah, now what's where up he's with that begging to see quite like i i feel like it's coming i feel like we're gonna get a, a, a qui-gon cameo i just don't know if we have time and you know honestly I'm going to say it. I think we need more Hayden Christensen. I really do think that he's been in I all the very, mar- yeah. He's been in all the marketing leading up to this and he's barely been in it. Like I I think like one flashback, Clone Wars flashback would be enough. Like that would be like okay, now you're justifying yeah. it. But I just feel like the shots he's been in, he didn't even need to be there. Like there he's not I know. he's not in the suit. I I, I can almost guarantee he's not in the suit. Cause, he's cause, not. He hasn't been in the suit on every scene. I know that because they they posted some photos of like stunt people and fighting people, and he hasn't been in the suit every time. But he was training, so I don't know, man. I think I think he will show up, like him, his face, and all that. I would love to see him like hanging in the box tank. I would love to see him in his meditation chamber. I think that's kind of gonna be coming. But honestly, I think if we were to see Hayden Christensen, like a lot more of him, I think we would see him in the Ahsoka series. Yeah, maybe that, like, that. I think might, she would have the flashbacks. That might, yeah, more. that might be where we get some Clone Wars flashbacks. I mean, that they, I think, like you're right. I think they would have to do it in that, to be honest. But uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully we get that. I don't know. You know, I think uh, what we're getting from the show is good. I think that I, I kind of wish they had gone like they, they talked about how like they wanted to do some darker stuff, but then the Disney corporate was like, no, you can't do that. I kind of wish they had doubled down on some of the darker shit. I, I really do. I think I wish they'd kind of, you know. Uh, push the envelope a little more. Not that the show, like I said, not the show that was bad. I just feel like they played it safe. Man, they're really, they're really trying to recover from the fallout of the Last Jedi. It's, it's really kind of funny to watch them like 
be afraid to push the envelope on any of this stuff. But I think I think that uh, you know, I wish they would do a little. I wish they would go a little, little harder, just a little further. Well, that about wraps it up. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. And be sure to connect with us on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at lore underscore party. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.